Hello, everyone. I'm Joshua Woods. He, him. And I'm Spencer Huddleston. He, they. And welcome to our podcast. Are we about to make out? In this podcast, we detail our real-life queer experiences living outside of our birth countries. We will cover all sorts of topics and stories connected to being queer. On the last episode of the season... We're going to be reminiscing some of our favorite moments. And I cannot believe it's over! Hi, Hi, everyone. Hi. Hi, everyone. I'm Spencer Woods. (laughs) And I'm Joshua Huddleston. And over there, we have... Our very own Elber Rose. We have our very own... Yes. Guys, I cannot believe... That this is the final episode. Can you believe we've been doing this for a full year? I personally can't believe it, but the calendar in my phone says it's been one year. And so it's I said, been it a must. year. Clocks. We exist. were such little babies. We didn't even know. I know. We, we had didn't no, know anything. We had no idea how to record, how to edit, produce, plan, nothing. We knew nothing. The first, I remember the first episode we did, we just recorded it on our phones. <laughs> we recorded it on our phones in your apartment, like all giggly, just sort of like huddled around a, a fucking iPhone, just like, and then I have this story about this. Yeah. You know, we're little babies. We were little babies. I cannot believe like all the help we've gotten, like from episode one to like getting the jingles from Joelle. Oh my jingles God. from Joelle. Jingles from Joel, Joel and, um, and Gabriel, and Gabriel, all of our guests, yeah. which I know we're going to get into. We're really going to get into them. Yeah. We're going to rank them from one to ten. <laughs> <laughs> but oh my God, that first episode with Pizza Man is still, and The Little Prince. Yeah, that was one of my faves. I think so too. It's actually still our top grossing episode. <laughs> the, one of the best things of that episode was when, in the background, you can hear me laughing because I thought you said... You said he put a baseball cap on me, and I thought you said a bold cap. And <laughs> yeah, I was just picturing yeah. you. Can you imagine me going through the like the like <sighs> FX makeup? <laughs> you say, I think you say ball cap, and I thought yeah, you said, a ball cap. I thought you said bold cap, and I, I could see why you would think. That. I was shrieking inside. I was trying to be quiet. That hurt. You know, <laughs> I was that, just picturing you like bold. <laughs> you know what? Even if there's a lot of people that stopped at the first episode, which is fine because we're quite graphic. I don't know what you're talking about. But um, I can't believe the success we've had from the beginning of that a year ago today. It was like when we started recording. It's from, just wild. Yeah. From, from doing nothing to our one live show. We've done it all. <laughs> we've done it all. But I mean, it's been amazing to see the growth that we've experienced through this. Like, I cannot wait to see what we do in the next season. Well, this is the thing is like... It's so interesting. I mean, I'm just talking from my experience, but it feels like you two as well, that it it's so interesting how so quickly it went from us three starting this thing, sort of like a little um, fawn baby steps, like not really know what we're doing, to being like, we have a podcast. Yeah. And we're, pod- mm-hmm. we're, we're creators and we make something every, well, we record, you know, every other week, but whatever. We're, t- we're bringing something out every single week. And that, that switch happened, I feel like, pretty fast, where we sort of got into the routine of like deciding what it is we want to talk about, what we think is interesting, and, and actually having just sort of like a constant flow of questions and information coming from people who listen. And I think that's really special. It's like we yeah. really fast created a community around our podcast. Oh, my God, the Awat Mob. And, and, and like, mob. it's crazy to me to, to think that we have people from literally all over the world, from Japan, from like... All over Wait, the world. We had our are... Spotify wrapped, right? What does it say? It said 70 countries. Yeah, and it was listen. like in the top 5% of most listened to globally. Thank you. Globally. Yeah. Like, that's pretty insane that so many people lit- tune in week after week. When really in the beginning of this, we started it because, and we don't really talk about this, but like, you know, I was in a rut. Like, I was in such a rut in my life. I didn't know what I wanted. I was super depressed and quite frankly, this has been my therapy and like, I feel so close to the two of you and through this experience, like now I'm in a really healthy place. I really love and I'm appreciating these, these things that are in my life. This being a major, major part of it. I was so convinced for one second that you were going to go down this other path and say, like, we don't talk about this so much, but we're really vain people and we need a lot of attention. (laughs) 
Um, well, and we, we need and we need people to be constantly telling us that we're doing a good job. <laughs> yeah. No, but I know I completely agree with you that I think for me my desire to do to do this was a, a little bit different. I think I wasn't so much in a in a in a rut. I think I had I think for me it's like I had a lot of creative energy to give and I had nowhere to really put it at the yeah. time. And it just felt like such an obvious thing. I mean, I know I know there are lots of people who in their friendship group, there might be like two people who are always sort of bouncing off each other and they're really funny. And you might throw around say throw around phrases such as, you two should do a podcast. But yeah. the funny thing about us is that people said that to us. They said that our dynamic was quite special and that we should do something about it if we wanted to. And we went and we fucking did it. How many people are like, yeah, to tell their friends like, oh, go and do this thing. Yeah. You could find success with that. And they go and fucking do it. I think feel like most people would just sort of brush it off and be like, oh, that was a nice compliment they made. But we we're like, yeah, do you know what? I think we could do that. We love to talk. We've got energy to give. We've got time. And see it through till the end. And see it through to the fucking end. I mean, end. that is, mm. I am so proud of us. Elle, are you sick of us yet? Nearly. Nearly. Yeah, I'm ready for a break. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's what I think. But all no, in all, in all, like honest, honesty, I think we are ready for a break. We've worked yeah. so fucking hard for a year, and the thing is, yeah. we all have other jobs. Yeah. Like you that's have a full. T- you have like your one job, but it's your full time job that's yeah. really intense. L, you're you're a freelancer. Like you mm. work for yourself, and you're like juggling loads of stuff. I have the same thing. I have two other jobs, and like you know. We mm. just we all have other stuff going on, and, yeah. we, f- and we fit this in somehow. Yeah. yeah, it's like our little ritual routine on Monday. Yeah, but I'm not sick of you. I'm 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 really excited to come back. But I'm excited for us to have a break and like plan, and because we often don't get to do too much of that. No, no. we like, don't properly we... plan and prep for next year, and it's going to be bigger and better. Yes, we yes. need a we need a refresh. I feel like we need to go away and meditate for a little bit on the year and be like, okay, what worked, what didn't, where do we want to be next year? I mean, we've talked privately. Not to give too much away to Olivier about like what what we want to do with the podcast and where it is we want to go, and um, I'm so excited for us to sort of bring that into fruition. What are you most excited about? I'm excited for us to take it visually. I think so too, because we want to actually take this. You know, it might not be every single week, but I'm really excited about us adding a visual element to the podcast. Not, I mean, there is a visual element now. Like, of course, you see our pictures and we have the wonderful illustrations done by um, Johannes. But I think like video, like that's the next big thing because I we're both very theatrical people, believe it or not. And I feel like <laughs> there is an extra, you know, like our voices are one thing. There's, you know, the audio aspect of it, but we're both kind of like fucking ridiculous people. We behave just as kind of as mad as we sound. And I think yeah. that'd be really fun to actually see and we'll be able to do so the, it'll just add a whole new level i think to our podcast yeah. you know like the the kind of games and dumb shit that we can do with the visual element i think it's gonna be so much fun and especially with guests i think it's gonna be so cool you know it's one of those things that it will take time to figure out because it's a whole new medium yeah but i feel like it's gonna be the same process like we didn't know how the fuck we would record or edit or do any of these things and we fucking did it so we who's to say we can't do the same thing with video you know yeah i agree yeah, 100%. I agree too. And I'm a video content creator. I feel like I can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I am so thrilled for that. I'm thrilled for the little things that really make it feel like that turn of the wrench, like sounds and really refining our audio and really cr- like, I think we have such a good grasp on what our brand is now. I've been trying things on our socials and I, I kind of like what's landed with our brand and I'm so, so, so thrilled to see where that's going to lead us. I think we're just, it's going to be refined. Mm. I think we're going to refine it even more. I'm excited to do some new segments, maybe. Do you know well, what? It's definitely. so funny. Every time I always message Spencer, like whenever we start talking about it, I'm like, oh my God, new segment. Yeah. And he's like, honey. I never respond. I actually just don't respond. <laughs> I sent him, I was actually quite high, but I sent him this long. Diatribe. I was, so, wait, hold on. And then sometimes he can't even get it in seven texts. <laughs> So Wait. he has to send a voice message that I then have to listen to. And you speed to about it up it. to 2.5. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Hold on. I have to, I have to read out this thing that I sent to I sent to Spencer recently because it was so I read it when I was sober and I literally couldn't believe what I fucking wrote to him. Okay, this is what I wrote. I said, "All right, and bear in mind I just had a couple of cookies, so I was like fucking out of it." I wrote this. Um 
I just thought of this marketing thing for us. Remember those medical pamphlets for for different oh, ailments that often reflected TV ads like, do you have diarrhea every time you take public transport? Then take the busseria to its final stop with closer-gape liquid capsules. And then there'd be a tiny voice being like, may cause anal explosions and death. And then I wrote, we could do a pamphlet of some made-up diarrhea illness. And inside we explain that we are the cure with all the things we cover on the pod. Could even be something like, are you suffering from homophobic and racist parents on the outside? And on the inside, it's like pictures of us, I don't know, in nurses' uniforms. Um, it's somehow really clear to me. And that's, and that's literally... That's literally what I wrote. And then Absolute I wrote chaos. And then I wrote, no. Carnage. I was like, no. We would be dressed like Florence Nightingale, period clothing. And then you just wrote, pics, please. But you weren't talking about what <laughs> I I'd written. I was talking about something else. You wrote, pics, please, for the episode. This is what yeah. would happen if I wasn't here. I'm also excited about probably next year, we're going to be able to like catch some amazing guests. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Definitely. there's some people I'm fucking desperate. And we to can have on the line pod. them up sooner. Like, oh my god. Who was everyone's course. favorite guest of um Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Uh, we could say that. I think for me, this the not the shocking favorite, but the one that was actually really could roll with the punches really well was Maya. Oh yeah. I love that one. I thought Maya could really roll with the punches, but I think my all-time favorite has to be Chisu. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I Chisu was going to... Chisu is I was... probably... She's everything a guest in a guest that you want. I was going to say the exact same, because mm. at, at the risk of us sort of like just just brushing off our own boyfriends. <laughs> but you know what? Oh, boyfriend... yeah, but which you know was fun too. Our boyfriends are secure people. They know that... Very is, fun. You know, but Chisu's... I definitely Chisu was my favorite episode, because she's she's somehow one of the most intelligent and one of the most stupid people I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, you said that. Yeah, she has a law degree, but somehow she has no common sense. And she just lets everything fly out of her mouth. She has no filter. Yeah. And I think that's really special. Mm. I think it's special too, because what we have come to know is like, People get really timid mm. when they're recording or yeah. people are going to know who they are. And people have great stories. Everybody has really funny stories. Mm. But they get so nervous when people think that they're going to know who's speaking. And almost never, nobody, nobody knows who you are when you speak, especially when you're telling a story. No. Like no one, unless you have some crazy, crazy, crazy accent. Um, yeah, no. No one's gonna know. No one's gonna. I know. like the Tom episode as well. I think he was a very good guest. It, we, yeah. and he was the, a bit shy. Do you mean the but, first time? Yeah, yeah, the first time. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, well, yeah, well, I was. Oh, you weren't here. Yeah, you were. You weren't here for this. You weren't here for the second one. But the kink one, I enjoyed that one. Really? Why was yeah. that? Because I, I don't know. He's very good at like telling stories and mm. explaining. He's things, got that sort of deep chocolatey voice. And he's got a lovely voice. voice. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was terrified that episode. You wouldn't know though. I don't think. No, you wouldn't know. Sound like he was. You wouldn't know. That's cute. I would say L. You were one of my favorites too, just oh, because please. you were so nervous. <laughs> yeah, I was nervous. Now you I always, don't care. You always do get nervous, but you always <laughs> perform. So yeah, I would say we've had a lot of great ones. Of course, there's so many, and I've had sp a different connection with everybody. But it just means the world to us that you would even come on to our crazy, crazy podcast. Me and yeah, be well, a part okay. of this. Yeah, like, no, like, I mean it's incredible. Oh I actually, from sort of like maybe like a more like let's say professional standpoint, I love that Simon came on. Oh and, yeah, and was ready to sort of just like he came prepared and like it was essentially it was an extension of work for him yeah you know we said in your free time do you want to come and do work on our podcast and he said yes and yeah. first of all i'm really grateful that anyone would like do work in their fucking free time yeah um because he everyone deserves to have a rest but it was so informative and i really love that like i love that we we we're trying I love that we're trying to sort of cater to all the different parts of the queer community, like not just about the stuff that's about having fun and being expressive, but also about health, like all these things that are really important. And I love that we got the support from someone else who actually knows more about it than us. Yeah, I feel like that's that's really special. Like we basically have this space where we can ask someone come in, to come in and like educate other people. Like in what other space could we really do that? Mm. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, and, and educate ourselves. 
Yeah. And I would say like, to me, the biggest thing that I have, well, I've learned so much. Tell me seven things you've learned. Through this podcast. But the first thing is like, I, I mean, kind of live meeting someone and entering a relationship in the middle of this, of this. Yeah. And then like learning so much about relationships and how they work. And, you know, I've been a fuck boy and you can tell by a lot of the stories I have, I have a lot of really funny stories about sex, but I think like this year for me has been all about intentionality. Is that a word? I think so. Um, <laughs> being this intentional. Been, this has been the year of made up words. <laughs> <laughs> I think this has been the year of intentionality. And I think like learning to be in a relationship and debunking my religious religious upbringing and, you know, um, opening up my relationship. You... I mean, like, I feel like I've grown. And it's like, this has been a wonderful record of that. Don't you feel like you've kind of done like... Oprah's The Secret kind of thing, like in real time, like the beginning, the first half of this podcast that we did, you talked a lot about, you know, that you love to have sex and da da da, but you're really craving a relationship. You want to be with someone else. You've got a lot of love and time to give a special person. And then in real time, that person fucking came. I mean, I think that there's something about manifesting. You've been manifesting. But also setting low expectations. Like I had no expectation to be in a relationship. Mm. But also at the beginning, you weren't sure. You were very pro, like you you didn't want, didn't seem too keen on an open relationship. No, no you no, were no, like no. monogamy is the way forward, yeah. and as Jesus intended. We are as the Lord intended. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, and then that's been a whole process. And honestly, I've never been happier. Mm-hmm. I've never been happier. I'm like loving my relationship with Billy. I feel like we've really connected lately, and. It's been super fun to watch that progress. And even though we are open, like, I think we're starting to get into that, like, love phase, honestly, of, like, just it feeling deeper. The connection feels more natural. Like, it's nothing's forced, really, mm-hmm. right now. Um, we're I- We've ironed out some of these major things. And, yeah, I'm just super happy. Not to say that I have to be in a relationship to be happy. But um, but I'm learning a lot about myself. Right, exactly. (laughs) I'm learning a lot, and I think it's been really fun to be on this journey where I can kind of, again, it's been my therapy, um, talk about what that process has been like. I think that actually is like, I think in your situation, I just, no one can see at home, but I like just pointed at Spencer. Yes, it is. Yeah. In your situation, situation. In your situation, I think that, um, I'm not saying you need to be in a relationship to be happy. However, I think that when you're in a relation, when you're in a relationship, you are actively challenged by another person. And I think that when you're not challenged by another person on parts of your personality or things that you do that actually are toxic or problematic for you, uh-huh. and you're basically just inside. Do you know what I mean? Like you're kind of inside your own. You're so close to your own life. This is more to do with like conversations we've had rather than me like accusing you of yeah, being a sure, terrible person. Sure, sure. But I think that when you're in a relationship because you care about another person you're forced to confront those things and try and better yourself and that will lead to you being happier and that yeah. leads to you recycling and that leads to you to recycling <laughs> baby steps baby steps though yeah. straight up at the party you're like we're not recycling for god's tonight. sake but, but, you, but we no billy no no billy, billy yeah billy made Good. me go through every Good. single piece of trash <laughs> Oh my that's god. We separated it out. That's why we love him. I love it. We, we separated it all he's out. He's got you wrapped around him. And the thing is, finger. that's the thing. He's so quiet. <laughs> he's so calm. But let me tell you, if that boy says you're going to do something, <laughs> I do it. He's got a very quiet dominance. Yeah. It's a confidence like thing. Because he's a, he giggles like a little schoolgirl. Like, tee hee hee hee. Yeah, he does. But at the same time, he's like, you're going to fucking go through that trash. You're gonna <laughs> you're like gonna, I'm going to watch you. <laughs> he's there just stroking his cock. But I love, but I love, but yeah, I would say like, I am finally uh, in a relationship to that. Like, I don't feel like it's a like me versus them like it kind of it feels even like it feels cool and i am learning a lot and he's not afraid to call me out on my shit i feel like a lot of a lot of partners in the past have been scared to call me out on my shit (laughs) i think and i'm not saying this is just you i feel like a lot of people feel that a relationship is only valid when it's sort of like one person has the upper hand 
It's like you yeah. know, one person always has to have the upper hand, and that's basically how you feel comfortable in a relationship. It's this constant battle. Like, okay, I have the upper hand now, and then you have the upper hand. But actually, it's you feel most comfort when you actually have you'll have equal standing, and you admit the things that you're good at and you're not good at, and you can sort of find like, yeah, you can support each other. Things don't have to be like split down the middle even it's basically just find the things that yeah. you're that you're you're you know you're but you can both offer that complement each other yeah yeah 100 and i feel like i'm there and it's it's been a great process oh my god Billy. you've also gone through quite a transformation this year from yes. starting your your just for fans from recreating yourself out of a relationship i mean when we first started this you also were just out of a relationship yeah and, Going through a transitional period, and I feel like you have certainly found your footing lately too. Do you feel yeah. like you have? No, not one bit. Actually, I feel like I've always been the person I am. No, I mean <laughs> a thousand percent. I'm so much happier. I mean, when I when we started this podcast, I think I I wasn't necessarily. In a, I don't think I was in a bad place, but I was definitely in a transitional. Place. It was transitional. There was like there was I don't lots, think it was bad. It was no. There was lots of change happening. It was quite positive for me because I I like change, and I thought like oh this is an opportunity for me to get the life that I want to have, and it was sort of during that time that I mean I I already knew Tom, but it was sort of that time when I was really thinking like oh this person shares so many of my values, and not just things that I already have in my life, but aspirationally the values that I have about queerness and, you know, the kind of lifestyle that I want to have. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I've got this perfect opportunity to explore this with someone that I really love. And, um, and it's just been amazing since I, f I have them, I have the most healthy relationship. Right. And it feels really incredible. I feel like I've got the kind of relationship that people sort of dream about. And I, and I see that too. I mean, and you guys really do click very well. Mm. And I have learned so much from you about relationships. Well, I feel like because when we started out, you were like, actually, do you, actually, do I remember this? When I told you my ex and I broke up, you were like, open relationships. That will do it. That's, <laughs> That's why this happened. came crumbling down because the Lord Jesus intended things not to be like that. No, no, no. And uh, I think you were quite set on sort of monogamy. I don't think it was so much to do with like that you believed in God or whatever, but I think it was probably a, a product of your upbringing that, you know, and but it's sometimes not even just that. It's also to do with our role models as queer people that yeah. we don't have anyone around us who's doing it differently or on TV or authors or whoever. Like we don't have those people doing it, you know? So we're just trying to figure it out on its own. So it's not that you were coming from like a bad place. Like you weren't no. from, you weren't trying to insult me or anything. Um, And it's so interesting to see actually like you taking note and your little ears, Scooby-Doo ears mm -hmm. pricking up and you taking information and being like, oh, I wonder if I could have that too. Or, oh, mm -hmm. that sounds like that worked. I wonder if I could yeah. have the best of both worlds because you are, you are someone who is freaky deaky and you do love the D. I but do. I also think it's one of the, we don't, how often do you really sit down with your friends and have like a conversation on right. this? Level, like it is interesting like, literally every two weeks we sit down so... and we and it's a deep hour or so conversation you don't often do that on like that deep yeah you have conversations and they can be maybe a bit deep now and again but that we should have big discussions and i yeah. think that's really interesting you learn and you change how you think that I think is that's what's such happened with, a good point yeah. that's that a really good, a good point. point it's like actually you can't it might be very hard for you to sort of get to this other space in your life you know like you're hungry to change things you're not really sure how but I feel like if you're having these conversations like we are, not to say that we're better than anyone else, but I feel like it's just opened not up. Not to say that our friendship is better. Yeah, but. better. <laughs> but I just mean that, as Elle has said, like it basically has opened up an opportunity for us to, um, like we're constantly reflecting on our lives. Yeah. It's kind of like a ther it's like therapy. You're no, constantly, honestly, you're, and it feels like that. You're reflecting on your own behavior, how people have behaved towards you, what it is that you want, what your aspirations are, and then thinking about how you can sort of put it into process. And one thing that this this podcast has really given me and I've been really reflecting on this this is one of the first things I've done in my life where I sort of just we just sort of thought up an idea and we went and we fucking did it and there's a lot of I've had a lot of little projects and shit that I've never finished I think this is the first thing that is like other than something to do with work I mean like an extracurricular outside of work little project whatever that I've fully finished and by doing that it's given me the courage and the wherewithal 
to go and do other things. Yeah. It's because of this that I was like, do you know what? I could be a fucking porn mogul if I wanted to fucking be. Mm. Yeah. I can put myself there. I can make videos. I can be a content creator. It's because we live in a world of delusion. <laughs> we are so delusional. We're delusional. But I think as well this happens to the listeners. I think they... It will be the same thing. Like this is what I hear from other people. That you, it, you, it's a conversation that you kind of question inwards as well. Like, oh, do I think that? And yeah, it's mm-hmm. it, you question things. You have you to put of, words to it. Yeah, but it's nice to. It's like therapy. Yeah. Like for even me as just sitting here listening, I think I agree. I think it's the same thing. Oh, L. <laughs> really? I That's think. Yeah, I think I've learned a lot. I, I, I like it's changed my mindset on a lot of things. Not that I was ever like this horrible. Yeah, story. but you learn. Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of like you've had such a glimpse maybe. into yeah. our mind. Yeah. Cuz I was about to say like while I really appreciate you saying that, I think you're one of the <laughs> only people I've ever met who I'm like, I don't think she needs therapy. <laughs> no. Quite genuinely. No, I don't think I feel like most people I meet I'm like you've got some shit to figure out. You f- feel like someone that you've done your work somehow. I don't know when you did it or with who, but yeah. yeah so sure thank you, but yeah, I but we talked okay. about allies last week. I mean, you are also a huge... Never once have I sat here and said, oh my God, what is El going to think? I love what when, is El going to think I love when, when we you, say this? When you, when you do a voice of someone doubting something, you always do this weird hilly-billy, hill, hillbilly-like voice. What's she going to think? What's she going to think of us when we say this? She thunk that. What's she think? No, yeah, I uh, I never once. Like, I think there is, I don't know how it happened, but there is not another person in this world that I could see sitting next to us and helping uh, with this. Like, you nice. have been such a pillar <laughs> in this too, and it's it's great to have another person who can kind of just break the tie or, you know, have another opinion and like, oh my God. Or literally just call us out on our shit. Yeah. Just be like, <laughs> and excuse not feel me, bad. This, it's not going to work. We need to, or, you know, when it comes to like, Spencer, we cannot have in the podcast you talking about Christmas trees for 12 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Please take it out. Yeah, yeah. Oh my. But you're such a quiet presence and I think like such a necessary one for us that like we couldn't have done it without you, Al. Oh, and I hope you know you. that. And we've had so few hiccups. No, like yeah. as a yeah. as a group, we really have like we had really one, me and Spencer had one bust up. <gasps> oh, <laughs> my God. yeah. What was your least favorite part? That oh, my God. Process. Fucking hell. So that was actually, that, uh, how long ago was that? Was it like a month ago, two months ago? I think it was maybe two. It was a while ago. Yeah. Two months ago, it was like two months ago. Spencer and L had this. I actually don't even remember what it was fucking about now. But Spencer and L. It had was this, about the Google Calendar. That's the Google Calendar. Yeah, Google it was calendar. petty. It was Google <laughs> Calendar Gate, and um, oh it started God. on. We use Slack as the way we would communicate. It started there, and like it was all just getting really fucking heated. And it was on the day that we were recording. We all show up here, and then <laughs> and then Spencer and L do the classic like, I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight. Let's try and talk it out. And it got so fucking crazy so fast and i never have i ever seen you more nervous in your life i sat here right like you know what the pen the pen lid wasn't even off my pen and i was pretending to write i could see joshua in the corner of my eye and i was like what is he doing he was like shuffling the papers that weren't even there like flicking through he was just trying to look busy with whatever he could find i was literally i was literally flicking through empty fucking blank pieces of paper just like (laughs) Look busy because the thing is, I didn't want to get, I didn't really want to get involved because you were both so, you were like, you were both so fiery. It didn't matter what it was about anymore. Yeah, like we were, you were, we both, were both had got so angry. Yeah, yeah. you're both like sort of shouting at each other, and then Elle was like, "I don't have to fucking put up with this." And you left. I just left. What Elle said, she and then I was like, I, was like I have to go back and I was like, "You are for us. Yeah, you are for us." I was like, "Oh god, this is a very." We're am- just asking you to do this one day. And you got it was a very American moment <laughs> on Spencer's part, like. Yeah, and then I was like, you're like, and you're like, okay, fuck you. I'm gonna sit in the toilet and (laughs) fuck you, mate. Fuck you. Yeah, I don't fucking need this shit. But that was, was, but I will say, I've said this a (laughs) hundred times now. But hey, after knowing each other for now three years, one (laughs) fight fight is pretty good. good. It felt like you got it. You, it felt like you got maybe any of the like the tension or whatever. Yeah, of three years, if there was any, you got it out of the way. You guys are, you guys are clear for our time. I think it's probably because we're very similar. It's because we're very similar. We're both very stubborn, and we were, we were angry. It was a big. I was, I was fuming. You were fucking fuming. I was. I never get. I rarely get angry. You. I was. Steam was literally coming out my ears. I was fuming. You were. I mean, I was nearly screaming. I mean, I didn't know. 
power I over you. I was so angry. The listeners... And then you got your little hairbrush out and started brushing your hair. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck do you think you're doing? I'm fighting with you. And then and then you went away and you came back. And then you basically and you just were cried. Still shuffling you just paper. cried. Yeah, then I just burst into tears. You just cried oh quietly it was throughout the whole episode. I don't like it was that. too much. I don't like but that. It's, yeah, we're we, friends yeah. So. You did that. Yeah, you I can't that, believe I had such power over you. <laughs> wow. Are we about to make out? <laughs> You're just like, oh my god! You two just scream at each other, and you just start making out like crazy. You're just like, oh, we're friends. Oh, oh god. my god! What a fucking year. Well, should we take a little break and then get into some of our favorite moments from the episodes? We need to do that. Yes. So I need to know. Right at the beginning, when we were little babies doing this, doing this show, was there any of those episodes that you like that really stuck out to you, or any messages we got from that time <laughs> that you were just like, that was sort of fun in the beginning that we were like, oh, people are people are interacting with our podcast, and that you know, yeah, I mean, well, first off, I just want to say every week when we record, mm. I black out, <laughs> I black out, he's mm. blackout drunk, I black out, I'm like I totally forgot like my life and podcast life have just seamlessly started to blend like i don't know what stories i've told and which ones i've repeated and like it just feels like it's all blending together and also because there is a there is a slight delay because like we have our we have our lives and then we record and then the the, the, the editing takes some time and then it comes out a little bit later yeah. you know so then then people will come up to me and talk to me about the podcast yeah. that we recorded like and two like, weeks ago. That was like and a I'm month like, ago. I don't know what you're talking about. This happened with your this happened with your mother, actually. She your mother came to visit recently. She told me she got me a Christmas present, something to do with a a plant that pees itself. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> right, right, right. She thought she was so funny. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. she kept talking about, about peeing myself and she's like, Because you have problems with peeing yourself and I was like, She's like, you told me you have problems peeing yourself. I had no idea what the fuck she was talking about. But basically, she'd listened to the family episode where yeah. I told a story about me pissing my pants in Spain when I was like 12. Yeah. And I had no idea what the fuck she was talking about. But she was yeah. looking at me like I was a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> but she's, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. she's like, this is your podcast and you don't remember. Yeah. You don't remember. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I would say some shocking revelations right off the back was the shit eaters of Stockholm. And how we had the shit eaters of Stockholm. Like, I'm not, I'm a Southern lady. I don't really like to talk about poop. And yet, literally every <laughs> single episode, we've talked <laughs> about every shit. single episode, we have talked about it. And I will say that that's what everybody comes up to me and laughs about, is the shit eaters of, of Stockholm. I feel like our episode is like, are we about to shit our pants? Like, I feel like <laughs> yeah. that's basically what yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I would say, like, the early episodes are... But do like, you remember how that came about? It was because there was an episode before that that you and I were having a little talk about maybe like sexual preferences and fetishes and things. And you, we got to like scout or something and you were like, you're like, honey, I'm really, do you know what? I'm open-minded, da, da, da. But scat, no, yeah, honey. No. And I was like, well, I don't like it either, but like, let's be yeah. open-minded. Yeah. And literally the next fucking week, we got an email from someone being like, <laughs> and it was in Swedish too, yeah. saying like, it was, it, it had a kind of an aggressive tone and they were literally something like, just because you don't understand doesn't mean that we as a community don't fucking exist. And then it was like, yeah. shit, Eaters of Stockholm Unite. Oh my God, it was perfect. Yeah. And at the, at the same time, I felt threatened, but also exhilarated. Yeah, 100%. I think that that was certainly when I think like the early days, that was, that was one of the funny moments. I laughed so hard when we started taking voice messages from the listeners mm. like that to me is when we really i think started to come to life um uh, and to me it's so funny because i learned so much from their voice messages too like especially straight people which we've come to know it's like a big majority of our list not majority but a big like Section, portion yeah of our Portia listeners are straight people mm. who have questions about gay adjacent things like shoving stuff up your ass i was laughing so hard with the voice message or i don't know if it was a voice message room or just a regular message where the girl got the butt plug stuck up her ass yeah, oh, yeah. and having to fish out the butt plug yeah that to me brilliant chef's kiss classic classic a lot mo yeah um, I love a lot of our segments that we've done. I love word of the day. I love, 
Um, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's on the tip of my tongue. Mm-hmm. I think each guest has brought something new. Mm. What about you? What are some of your most memorable from the early days? Well, I remember this. We got this message. It's actually this person I remember sending two messages. And one was like they asked if I would buy their underwear. And it's like, okay, oh, yeah. maybe, but I don't know who you are. So where am I going to get an address from or how am I going to pay you? Yeah. Um, but the answer probably is yes. Um, I liked his voice. Oh, my God. Remember the old lady? Yes. Actually, hold the, on. The, the cock whore or whatever. Yeah. On Twitter, I got a message from a woman <laughs> that looked like uh, a cheeky like abuelita from Mexico. Um, like sort of like purple dye hair, big fucking librarian glasses, big smile. And it literally just said, it was in Spanish, but I, and I had to translate it. It said, this, this guy is an authentic fag slut. And then had a link to someone else's Twitter oh. of this guy who is like, yeah, his whole Twitter is about him being a fag. But the funny thing is that her profile, she was just like this like sweet old lady. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it was like, Oh, okay, like, I mean, the people of all ages are reaching out to me and she was trying to advise me on someone that I could pro- potentially collaborate with. Yeah. <laughs> she was looking out for me and people in my community. Yeah. I think I think it's so funny, like, all the people in my life who have given a voice message <laughs> or have written in, the family episode, I think yeah. that was early on when we really got to know each other's families. Yeah. My family, my dad sending that funny message in. Your dad said, was that, was that the time when your dad sent this message? Was it literally like, <laughs> I think we actually had yeah, it. Let's play it. it. Yeah. Hello there. This is Spencer's dad. I just thought. What did we just listen to? That was your dad. Is that so funny. was so, I think that like, you know, you guys have, you guys know my family at this point. Like, they're pretty straight-laced. And they they want to come across perfectly. And I love the imperfections of people. I love catching my parents, my family, when they're imperfect. And that was certainly one of them. I think you're... I actually think the member of your family who really doesn't care about that is your dad. I think your dad... No. I think your dad doesn't care about how people... Think really, about him. I don't even think he even thinks about it. I think your dad doesn't even think <laughs> no. about the concept of other people thinking about him. I think he just likes no. to get on and he just likes to... I think he's just happy to be included. I think, like, I just saw him in Copenhagen just walking around. Doesn't even care if he's hitting, bumping people. In that regard. <laughs> Bumper cars. Yeah, he's actually Bumper just cars through just, Copenhagen. Just floating around, just enjoying. I feel like your dad is just enjoying. I think he feels maybe privileged to have the life that he has. That he yeah. gets to, like, hang out with his kids in Copenhagen, come to Sweden. Yeah. He gets to have all these experiences that maybe, oh, yeah. like... When we were in Texas, he would just, um, we'd be playing tennis and he'd just take a chair and watch us oh, and, like, sit yeah. on the side. Yeah, the oh, my God. He, he just would. wants to be involved and, like, watch. Yeah. <laughs> I think your dad, I think your dad just feels really, like, I think he, I think he feels like he's happy to be part of the fun, even if it's on the sidelines. I think he's one of the unsung heroes because, you know, the attention is usually on my mom. Yeah, that I think really my dad has a lot of humorous yeah. moments as well. Yeah, your dad is really funny, and I love the connection that you and uh, that my, you, your dad and I have. Yeah. Oh yeah, he loves you. <laughs> I love. I love Lauren. Um, the kink and the love episodes, like oh my, oh my gosh, to this day, some of our top grossing episodes. Yeah. When we wow. had we had Tom come on. Oh, sweet, sweet Tom. Tom. He's come on a couple times. Yeah, he's been on twice now. And he always gets so nervous, but we get a lot of messages saying how sweet he is and how thoughtful he is. Everyone for message- being such a fag slut. <laughs> a fag a slut. <laughs> Everyone messages about his voice. Everyone's like, yeah, oh, his gorgeous one. voice. He's like, oh, I, we, I, oh, yeah, we've gotten several messages about just like you talking in one ear and Tom talking in the other and just making them come from your voice. Oh, God. But the moment you ask that kind of person for some evidence... They go quite quiet. They go very quiet. Very quiet. It's like you're going to come to the rodeo, then put your chaps on. (laughs) I will say one of my absolute favorite guests, other than Elle, of course, you've been an amazing (laughs) guest. I actually got to know you. Been here every episode. Every week. (laughs) I know, but I really get to know you that episode when you were talking about the internship you did with that fashion. Oh my God, that was, oh my God, and you're talking about in the episode, like you having to do her fucking laundry and making soup from like pizza scraps or some <laughs> shit like that just sounds so crazy uh, that was yeah. really fun that episode it was a ride but but chisu oh yeah <sighs> chisu is insane do we have any clips from her can we play something from her 
Okay, so I have this clip actually of Chisu um, from from her episode. A couple of years ago, I was crazy and I started to um, to pluck my hairline. Why? <laughs> because I wanted to have a bigger forehead. <laughs> a bigger forehead? <laughs> yeah. People with big foreheads are very pretty. So I was like, I wanted to become... What about me? Do I have a very pretty... Yes, am I very pretty? I really like your forehead. Wait. I hold. feel like I am like an egg with hair on top. <laughs> <laughs> you should be lucky that you have your forehead. You it's, think a big forehead is pretty? It it is considered very pretty in like Korea, I think. But I I really find if you see, uh, if you see <laughs> pretty people or handsome people on, online, all of them have big foreheads. So are you saying like Teresa from um the from Real Housewives? You know the one who's got is a, ugly is that Teresa ugly? Good Eyes because she she know. has a forehead that's literally yeah. I like, guess an inch. I guess. Oh my, oh my god, god Jesus. I'll was... never get over that episode. I think oh. that was one of my absolute favorite episodes. But you saying that you look like you're an egg. <laughs> oh my god. I sometimes look in my in the mirror from afar and you just feel like you've been And I'm like I look like I'm hiding something. You feel like you've just been <laughs> you feel like you've, been, you've just been plucked from a chicken's asshole and there's look, just some feathers left on it. <laughs> I look like I'm hiding something. A little bit but of fluff. Do you know what? In that episode, she was telling us about how her grandmother was a part of this like cult church and that oh. she got this golden douche. Yeah. That, and yeah. they had to they had to plan all of their family holidays around her grandmother's douching, oh, which yes. I thought was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Or, or when she tried douching for the first time, just <laughs> filled her stomach up. Oh, oh god. Yeah. And the thing is, I've never I've never met Chisu's family, but without fail, every single time I hang out with Chisu, her mother will ring her and she's screaming about something. That and then she'll be like, like she'll be like, who are you with? And she's like, I'm with Joshua. Is he single? What does he do for a living? Is he just trying to get her like I can't. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> oh, what, what's one of your favorite moments or episodes that we had? Um one of my favorite ones was the astrology one, actually, the Maya one. <gasps> Because she read oh. you two like a fucking book. book. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, good. Yeah, she was good. And you two were a little bit, I didn't, you weren't really sure about it. Like, you were like, we don't believe in this. Crap. Yeah. I mean, you probably still don't, but. I think I've become more in tune with my Capricornness. How about you? Well, we are two Cappies. We are two Cappies. <laughs> That's true, actually. Before we went into that episode, we were like, what a load of shit. She <laughs> won't convince. <laughs> like, I th part of me I was, know. a little part of me was worried that, like, the episode was going to turn into, like, me and you basically just attacking Maya being like, that's not true. Yeah. Um, but it didn't happen like that. I mean, it's like, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm still skeptical, but she came so prepared so for that episode. Prepared. She had fucking, she had a, a small book of notes. Yeah. A big book of notes. A big fucking book of notes. Yeah. And she was right, literally about everything she fucking said. Yeah. The one thing that came to me that I was like, okay, that's, that's spooky. Da 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 spooky. Dusty Springfield. Um, was that she said, um, she was like, oh, I've got it written here that um, you should, you need to make sure that you have more protective sex because you're more likely to get HIV. You're more likely to get STDs, HIV, things like this. And I was like, bitch, I've had HIV since I was 19. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. There's stuff like that where I was like, yeah. I mean, I I know Myra in sort of like a peripheral sense. She's more of like your friendship group. So I will see her at a party or maybe I bump into her into town, but I've never spoken to her about my life. We and don't she know knew each about other. Your, she said some stuff about your dad or something. Yeah. There, there was a lot of stuff that like she wouldn't know. Like and creepy. she also hadn't done her homework and purposely didn't listen to the episodes before. Exactly. And also when we were when we started the episode with her, we sort of I love started... how we're rewarding her for not <laughs> listening to Yeah, her yeah. Podcast. But I mean like when we started doing the episode, we sort of started to get into some personal stuff and she's like, hold on. I don't want to hear like your like stuff about your life. I, I want to tell you what I read first and then you can tell me if it's true. And I really liked that attitude. Yeah, she took it seriously. Yeah. yeah. She was so serious about it. And I really, but it was fun. It wasn't like her seriousness took sort of like the air out of the room. It was like yeah. actually really fascinating. And I, I really, I really buy what she said about how um, this kind of spirituality, like tarot and astrology is the queer religion. Yeah. Because, there's no discrimination towards, towards queer people. And actually she's like, you know, astrology is really, really queer. And that made me be like, Ooh, maybe yeah, I'm going to get into cool. astrology. It's I cool. liked that. I really liked that. You know? So that was a really, really fun. What did you like about it exactly? Elle? Well, from a very boring, I liked how prepped she was and how like the structure of it. Yeah. I <laughs> love and the content. You know, but it was night. a really like nicely with a little bow on top episode. Yeah. You're right. 
I think probably because she did more talking than you two for once. Oh. Do you know what? That's you know, we've had a lot of we've had behind the scenes we've had a lot of conversations where I was like, cut it out, guys. You need to massage the conversation out of our guests, <laughs> yeah. not talk over them. <laughs> yeah, and we're like, what? Anyway, about me. Mm-hmm. I will say one of my favorite moments from the aging episode that I actually have thought about quite a bit watching my own parents age is, um, you know, aging for queer people. Like when you, what happens if you don't have someone, you know, a partner or whatever, and you're in your eighties to look after you, to look after you. Like, I love this sort of like queer aged sanctuary for queer people. Yeah, <laughs> like, me and- like sending them to like some sort of like, you know, like those elephant camps where yeah, you like yeah. all Wash live the together until the end. Like I really love that because who knows? I mean, I don't know if I'll have a partner forever or have children to take care of me. And like, you know, you do think about those things. I think when I just had this trip with my family, um, I wonder what will be my mode of ending you two in an old people's home yeah just you, still you, doing this you two just like doing a little podcast from an old people's home <laughs> oh my god I'm oh my still god can you fucking imagine just bitching about all the other people in the old people's home yeah all the robot all the robots taking care of us <laughs> all the robot all the ai yeah basically yeah. <laughs> no but i loved that idea and i think that that was one of the things that i really have thought about kind of in my because i have such a sweet spot for older people mm. i've always had older parents like i said and um i think that that's something that i can actually take away and maybe start something fun mm. um but yeah yeah, I mean, I uh, Tom and I talk about this a lot. I think Tom's more sensitive about it because, you know, he's 10 years older than me and he really feels his age, where it's funny, like everyone who meets Tom, they never believe that he's like in his no. 40s. But he really feels it. He sort of talks talks about it a lot, how things have changed for him physically, how he f- does feel different, how he reacts to maybe things like alcohol different, like his body is changing. And it's made him think more about old age, but he's also very like... He's so concerned with the queer experience and how people will age in a, in a queer how people how queer people will age and what their experience will be like. And he's really attached to this idea that maybe he and I will have some sort of um, queer living space where it's like we'll have other people of all different generations all living together. The elephant sanctuary. Yeah, where we'll wash elephants. And when I say elephant, I mean me. No, we are the <laughs> more metaphorical elephants. We are the elephants and people are going to wash us. The, yes, the, <laughs> the elephant sanctuary. Oh, I gotcha. Because I know there's like kind of a We're not going to be old people. Washing elephants. <laughs> I love how you... That's what I understood. You thought that I was saying... Yeah. That in the age, <laughs> that you would be part of an elephant sanctuary. No, you are the metaphorical elephant. And we're just like, I'm so tired. I can't wash any more elephants. And we're like, shut up. Wash those fucking elephants. <laughs> <laughs> god. Oh god, that's oh, so funny. God. But like then and then pan to like us finishing the episode walking outside and like an old woman gets in our way and we're like, get out of my way, bitch! We just like <laughs> kick it to the curb. <laughs> <laughs> and oh my gosh, remember when Billy came on? I can't believe so early on in our relationship. He came on to the episode. You know, that guy really, I think he really loves and respects me. And the the thought that he would come onto this podcast so publicly, yeah. you gotta love that guy. Well, mm-hmm. the thing is, I actually think that the Billy episode was kind of a touchstone for us because it, we also had a sort of a lot of issues with that episode when we were in post. We're sort of like, we actually didn't let him talk that oh, much oh yeah we the talked, growing pains we talked yeah. over him a lot we you and i had some disagreements about some yeah. stuff with that and that was i think a really important um lesson for us about how do we treat guests on our podcast and especially it's as it's someone that we both know as well it's like not he's not just a guest he's also your boyfriend and he's also a friend of mine and we didn't really give him we felt like we didn't really give him the space to sort of be like they got a, they got a telling off from me yeah, L, yeah, we got a telling from L. Yeah. And actually, that's when you sort of, you used that, that was that phrase you said, like, it's our job to sort of massage the conversation yeah. out of them. And we didn't do that. We basically would ask him a question, and then he'd say four words, and then you and I would be like, well, do you know what we think about <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. You know? Um, but then we 
we then had Billy back for the monogamy and polyamory episode. You know, the monogamy mo- and the polyamory. <laughs> My monogamy man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got fisted for the first time. I... So the two episodes that are actually our top grossing right now, other than the Billy episode, is... Um, Wait, that's really funny though, isn't it? Like, we had these growing yeah. pains around the Billy episode and we're like, we and didn't do a good job. One of the... And it's one of the best ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I would say, so statistically, the pornography and and polyamory yeah. are two that... Uh, polyamory and monogamy uh, episodes, because I think that those are pretty universal things and people have a lot of questions about those. So I think at that point, like, I was... I had learned so much through this podcast that at that point, like it was really comfortable for me as a newly open, uh, experienced couple to have you guys on there who were very experienced in that. I think Billy and I have talked a lot about how our communication can strengthen as a result of that episode, how, um, you know, we structure our openness and potential polyamory. um, we learned a lot from that episode, and I think that there was such a positive response. I feel like, I feel like um, that we. It feels like every year we should do one episode that's about polyamory and monogamy yeah. and see where we are with it. Mm. Yeah, so much has happened, like personally in my life with, with Tom since that episode, um, where we actually we actually try to date together yeah. somebody else, and there was a oh whole, yeah yeah, and so it's like I feel like. You know, and you two, you two have been on your journey. You two have gr- grown even more since that episode yeah. about sort of figuring out how you two sort of connect together and how you sort of live your own lives and share your life together. I feel like we just—I feel like we've got another couple of episodes of uh, content there yeah. for us to talk about. I it's so, so interesting. Too. I loved that episode. I think, I think, sort of the all of us have our individual backgrounds, our own desires, our own aspirations. I mean, it's so funny. I think. For you, for example, it's like this change has come around pretty fast for you. Like you basically went from being someone who's like, do you know what? I think monogamy is to me. And then within the year, you've been like, actually, do you know what? I'm going to try this other thing, that perspective. And then there's Tom, who's basically had this very queer life. He's in his 40s and it's like his whole life. He's been trying to move towards this thing. And then there's me who's kind of somewhere in the, me and Billy who are sort of kind of somewhere in the middle I guess who've he's I guess he's tried some stuff yeah and, you know no he's this is his first like full time full time full time not a part time right? gig yeah yeah you yeah know? yeah and I think that was quite magical that kind of that combination of perspectives I think people really relate to that and I think also I mean everyone thinks about sex and our culture of monogamy and heteronormativity makes us feel like if we even have desires about other people that, that we're not in a relationship with then we're a bad person it's like emotional cheating etc 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 and there isn't really a space for you to like talk about it and the way it comes out is basically just like lad talk is that how it yeah. can come out or whatever? Yeah. Or, you know, we find other ways to let to let loose, you know, and it also causes a lot of problems too. And I don't know, I like to think that maybe that episode was was a sort of a vehicle for other people to sort of think a little bit about what it is that they want and um and the, not feel shame about maybe they want they need an open relationship to feel like that they that they can you know, we basically talked a lot about an episode about how you it's normal that you can't be everything for your partner. Well, I was just about to say the thing that that I took away from that episode was that it's just as much of a risk to be in a monogamous relationship as it is a polyamorous or open relationship. Exactly. Because whether you're forcing someone to be with only you and make them your world is just as much of a risk as a relationship that's open to a lot of other people. Yeah. And I think now in my relationship, what works really well is that like we can have sex with other people and you're still coming back to me. You've still chosen me as your primary partner and, and the person that you reflect with and the person that you, you go on this journey with. And that to me feels more comfortable in my thirties where I'm like, I want to know, I still want the option to like maybe go home over the holidays Mm. and fuck someone and it just be just for fun Mm. you know and that have no sort of bearings on my relationship it was just fun and even if it does like 
being forming the communication structures for that i think works really well for me now and i can't believe i'm saying that a year later (laughs) i think the word chosen is like the key word there like i want someone to like in general i and it doesn't go just for sec like go for my boyfriend or whatever i want it to go for friendships i want to be everyone i want people to choose to be with me i don't want people to need me right Mm. i want them to choose me i want people to make an active choice that i'm the friend that they like the boyfriend that they like yeah oh my god and you show up for each other and yeah i think i think that's something i really took away from that from that episode yeah sort of reflecting on the things that i want and how i want things to progress and we tried with this with with this uh with this other guy and there was a lot of hiccups and it's sort of interesting to sort of try and put all of your theoretical feelings about things into practice sure sure you know and then there was the porn episode and the sugar baby episode oh my god two of my favorites i love the porn episode and me growing up so christian being so open talking Mm. about porn yeah like oh my god how (laughs) liberating how fun i love that we have this medium yeah i mean it's that those two episodes were really really fun it was really interesting to get the sugar baby's perspective on being that i mean her and i've had some very similar experiences um and it was i've never really talked to kind of anyone else about that kind of another sex worker Mm. yeah i mean of course i know other people who work in porn in terms of like just for fans and only fans but it's a very sort of like i don't know the word is so i don't want to say like a tame version or a clean version but i mean like the difference between making videos with people that you trust and know and putting online is very different to like work in the street and like meeting people that you yeah. don't know for money. You're not filming it. So there's no evidence. People don't know that you're there, maybe, et cetera, et cetera. It's a much more sort of dangerous situation. Yeah, not it's just say. a different flavor. Exactly. Um, but the 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 element of safety sort of, I feel like, changes. That's not to say that there's no danger in, in like, like just for fans and only fans. Of yeah. course there is. But you know what I mean? It was kind of interesting to sort of hear her perspective and um sort of the pros and cons for it for her and the positive things that it's like enabled her to do with her life i think it was so fascinating and nurse simon oh that that was one of my favorite ones actually angel i loved him angel baby angels we have heard (laughs) on high um he was such a little baby yeah that was a really good one that was a very educational one did you go and get tested immediately yes <laughs> <laughs> and i found out i had all of them and i have all three i'm a bingo holder i'm a bingo syphilis gonorrhea chlamydia holder yeah. vip actually <laughs> and then when alex came on oh my god alex fucking freeman i love him i mean just the thing I that blew him. me away was just his name yeah. Nellis, Nellis, Nellis Freeman. If you haven't listened to that episode, I think it's just called Are We About to Make Out with Alex? I don't remember the exact episode number, but just scroll through Spotify. Um, and he told us this fucking wild story that I don't remember if maybe it's great grandfather, great great grandfather was basically a sharecropper. Um, and when he was, um, which is, which is, ba- I, I'm going to get this wrong, but I feel like a sharecropper was basically when. Should we slave- play it? We could play him saying that. We have a clip, so I can just play the clip. You ready? Actually, what happened is that my great-great-grandfather was a sharecropper in the South, in Texas. And so when he got to leave the plantation that he was on, sharecropper is like basically indentured servitude after being a slave. He got to leave the plantation that he was on. He got to choose his own name because he had the owner of the plantation's name as his last name. So when he did that, he chose my last name, Freeman, but then he had a son. My great-great-grandfather's name was Nell, um, and he named his son Nell is Freeman. So oh, that's why it's Nellis, Nell yes. is, and then second name Freeman. Freeman. That's so incredible. Is that is actually, like, I have goosebumps right now because so I think I'm that is third. such an interesting story. Right. I'm like kind of living American history. It's fun. Oh, my God. Isn't yeah. And, and, and also his just experience of being a black gay man in Sweden is so different than our own. And I feel mm. like he opened our eyes 
uh, much like we ask our straight counterparts to put themselves in our shoes, like it really offered an opportunity for us to understand at a very small, 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 small level of what that experience is like too. So I was really inspired by that episode. Yeah, it's also, it's like, you know, we 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 share so many things like to do with um, being, you know, in the queer community in Sweden, which is not, it's not queer unfriendly. It's just like there aren't spaces for us to fucking do shit here. But then he's got this like added level of being a person of color yeah. in the queer community. I think it just adds so many outside, adds so many fucking layers of of things. So to get his perspective was like really good for us. And finally, my siblings. Oh my god, how wholesome! <sighs> that wonderful little Christmas episode that we had. I think your I think your family likes to think that they're wholesome, but actually underneath it all, <laughs> it's the really, White Lotus soundtrack. Really dirty, dirty. <laughs> Dirty. No, I don't think they are. <laughs> I think that they are the White Lotus soundtrack personified. <laughs> your your siblings are so fucking funny. It was I couldn't get over there's something about like your your brother takes the same picture and I he's got a photo face and I knew this because after the episode we all stood outside and we took a photo together. And I saw him, he did this thing where he stood, he took, he placed his Stop. feet and then he put like, he yeah. tipped, he like put Stop. his little, he put his like little tippy toe yeah. out yeah. and he froze. And then I could see he did this thing with his mouth and he froze with his <laughs> mouth. And it made me realize that all the photos I've seen of him was really just one aspect of his face, which, <laughs> which, which, which made me feel like, oh, you two don't actually look that's similar but in person you look so much alike yeah, I think you do, when you actually. get the when you get the 360 view of your brother they're from the side and the other side and the back <laughs> you're actually really similar and also your like your mannerisms the way yeah, you hold yeah, yeah, yeah. the way you hold your mouth and the things that you say hold your mouth <laughs> yeah the way you hold you know like the way you hold like your expressions uh, and things in your in your face you hold your mouth you hold your mouth <laughs> <laughs> just like in, in your hand <laughs> and it was so your your brother is so fucking charming and lovely actually we had a little pee break earlier didn't we and i got a text on my pee break from a friend who wrote this now that we're on this subject he said this um he's like hi my love i thought i would write uh, say, uh, i thought i'd write to you and say a quick hello this morning, like every Monday, I listened to your show and properly laughed multiple times. Your broadcast. Yeah. Um, it is always a joy. It's sweet hearing Sp uh, Spency's siblings. Forrest has a voice like chocolate. I love him. And he's a gayer too. Oh. Isn't that sweet? So gay. He's so gay. And I love so to think gay. that he came out like what? Two years ago? One year ago? Yeah, yeah, I, uh, maybe a year ago, and he's already engaged. He's engaged. Oh my god! To be wow. married. Are we allowed to say that? Yes, we can. Congratulations, public. Forrest. Yeah. And Don't make editing hard for me. Please. No, it's public. <laughs> Matt. Congratulations. Yes. Congratulations. Yes. So. <laughs> oh wait, can I tell you something about Matt? I don't know if I told you this. This is so fucking funny. So after we did the episode with your siblings, we all went over to a bar, a local bar, because I know that the. Um, like the group that went to Texas and stayed with your family. Yeah, yeah. You were having like a reunion, right? So your parents were there and we went over with your siblings and the whole, uh, all our friendship group were all there. So we're all hanging out and I'm going home. I was tired and I'm hugging everyone. I'm like, it's so nice to meet you, Alex. It's so nice to meet you, Forrest. And I go to Matt and I'm like, it was so lovely to meet you. I'm going to go now. And he was like, I'm really angry with you. And I was like, what? Uh, hello? Why? Hello? What were you talking about? And he's like, you didn't fucking tell me how crazy your website is oh he told me that too him and Forrest looked at your Twitter I was like uh, and I was like my brother's virgin eyes yeah. on uh, that filth he was like he was like filth he's like it's imprinted on my eyeballs I can't get it away and it I was like, is filth and I was like well I didn't tell you to look at it you're it's the extreme the curiosity killed the kitty cat is what it's happening it is extreme but you know what sex is one of those things it creeps up inside so now the seed has been planted in their head you Ew, will I see hope not. i don't <laughs> they're gonna start really the road. they're gonna start doing all you the love the theatrics me you were made for the theater what a stupid thing to say. Of course I was. <laughs> Why do you think we have a fucking podcast? Yeah, exactly. And, and Alex. Alex. Oh, oh my God. God. Listen, she is the unsung hero of the family. Like, and me your dad. And Forrest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me and Forrest get a lot of the attention, but actually I have loved watching. Alex, I think, was more natural. 
than Forrest was in the podcast. I think she, your brother looked a bit nervous. Actually, he was nervous. Yeah. He was yeah. nervous, and he even told me he's like, "Oh my god, my reputation going on your podcast is quite, <laughs> quite controversial." My Taylor Swift era is afoot. Yes, and my sister, <laughs> she gets it. She was a natural. Yeah, she, she was a is a natural. natural. And it was funny because I know that, like, in the you and your brother, you talked a lot about how. Your sister, as the youngest sibling, she gets a lot of the she gets a lot of the things and attention. She's spoiled, but spending time with your family, she gets forgotten about. And there were so many times, she just does. sort of when Aww. when people were like, Where, "Where's Alex?" and they'd be like, "She'd be like, I'm I'm fucking right here. I've been here for twelve and hours." And she's not some quiet little no. mouse that's tiny, teensy, tiny. Like she's no. a pr- she has a presence. She has a presence, but she's so fun and she's so up for it. She's super game. I imagine like I just imagine that her life in Texas is so different than oh, yeah, we're living 100%. our lives here. And she was so just ready, just to like yeah. to be down with whatever we wanted to do. And that's really really fun. Yeah, I got a lot of time for people like that. God, so many amazing moments. I cannot believe we have done a full year of a podcast. I know. It is truly insane. Is there any final thoughts you have before we go into our time of, what are we calling it? Hibernation. Rest and relaxation. I was about to say hibernation. <laughs> I was going to say hibernation. My but fi- really planning for the next year. Yeah. Well, my yeah. final thoughts yeah. are just that it's been so much fun. And it's been like, it's been amazing that people have come on this journey with us. And they've supported us. We've got so yeah. many people who have supported us. and I mean, people Financially, have, too. They've been donating. I feel like a little sugar baby. I do, too. <laughs> and that's been amazing. What about you? Do you have any final th- thoughts? Yeah. No, I just think really honestly, like like I said in the beginning... I needed this so much. I needed this so much. And I am truly a better person today than I was a year ago because of this. And I cannot wait to see what 2023 has in store for us. It's starting in just a few days. And I just have no idea what's going to happen this upcoming year, but I cannot wait to talk about it. What about you, Elle? Have you got any thoughts on this last year? Um, How we've driven you to madness. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, it's been, I've been so happy to be a part of this. It's a little joy, my Monday joy. Yeah. It's very fun. I like the community we've built and I'm excited for next year. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, oh, so we'll see. Oh, oh. Well, no, I feel like. Oh, we did you say. want? Did you want to say something? I've got something to say. <laughs> yeah. We're taking a we're break. Yeah, break. I think yeah, we'll we pick up in that. March. We're taking a, like a two month break. We really need to rest and recoup and actually do some other reflection on the year not just this episode but you know sit and have meetings and try and we want to make this podcast bigger and better for all of you so we're going to be cooking things up in the months to come we'll be back early 2023 we're not going to give you any dates going to keep you on the edge of your seats and um happy holidays have a happy holidays happy holidays holidays. merry christmas and Han- have a wonderful Hanukkah? beginning of Kwanzaa? oh yeah all of them all, all of, of them, them all of them all of them has happy Christmas Hanukkah Kwanzaa yeah and um, we'll see you in the new year bye, bye. Oh my god. I love Avril.